Australia features a striker whose nickname is Cumdog, uh, who they've uh, naturalized from Scotland, and an 18-year-old who just started playing professionally. Did you say Cumdog? Uh, yes, his nickname is actually Cumdog. <laughs> Go look up Jason Cummings. Hello and welcome friends. We are the vassals of Kingsgrave and by popular demand we have revived the critically acclaimed soccer cast. Today we are setting aside domestic football and all of the rivalries that come with it and we're here to preview the 2022 World Cup in Qatar which kicks off this Sunday the 20th of November. I'm joined today by my fellow footy fanatics Bina Hey everyone, this is Bina007, recovering Spurs supporter, now Guna and England supporter. Bing. Uh, yeah, hey, this is Bing. Uh, my team in the English Championship is currently third, but we just got our asses kicked by our direct rivals, so that's fun. And if we're introducing ourselves with our affiliated teams, <laughs> I am Noah, Pops88, and I am top of the league with Arsenal. And top of the league with Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient, that's a good so, one. No, that's good. Life is good. Life is good. So um, this is the first tournament I can remember in my lifetime where there is so much conversation that isn't actually about the football itself. I mean, there's so much to cover. Maybe we'll need to do a two-parter. But um, where do you where do you begin? Where do we begin, guys? Your what are your thoughts and feelings going into this tournament? Look, the. Oh yeah, Bina, you can go first. I have a launch to be off, so you go first. I feel that, you know, if people want to know why we're upset about this, it's worth watching the FIFA Uncover documentary on Netflix, which, you know, talks a lot about the historic corruption of FIFA and how it reached its, hopefully, its peak with the allocation of the World Cups to Russia and Qatar. Qatar, a nation with clearly no football heritage, with a climate that's utterly unsuitable in summer and having to completely build the infrastructure, not just the stadiums, but the airport, the hotels, the residential, everything. You can talk about it from an environmental perspective. You can also talk about it from the perspective of the merits of taking international soccer and the spotlight that it brings to a country that has an appalling human rights, labour rights, gay rights record, women's rights. I think that a number of people have come out and said that going forward... You should only have a World Cup in a country that could also have a Women's World Cup, which you could in Qatar. So clearly it was it was a tournament awarded through corruption. Clearly it's appalling. It's happening there. It is an attempt at sport washing. And the only way that we get around that while still enjoying the football, because we also want to watch, is by doing what we're doing now, which is talking about it at the start of everything and making sure people understand that Qatar is not being let off the hook in any way. Look, this is... I've been paying attention to this since before Qatar was awarded a World Cup back in 2008, 2009, some, sometimes stupid like that. Talking about it has obviously not changed FIFA at all in making this decision. There's all sorts of ludicrous things that go into making Qatar the host of a World Cup. There's, there is the, the, the corruption, which is blatant and Currently, two, uh, currently the the FIFA, uh, the former FIFA president, Sepp Blatter, was investigated by the FBI for his role in, in, in giving Qatar the World Cup. Uh, Michel Platini, the, 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 the president of UEFA, was also, is also under investigation by the FBI and charged for, for his role as well. There's that. There's the human rights, obviously, appalling. And we're not talking about just this country has bad human rights issues in general. Plenty of places that hosted important sporting events have really terrible sport, uh, human rights records. China hosted an Olympic, the recent Olympics. China is China a good place to to, to 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 do that? Russia hosted the previous World Cup. Would FIFA give Russia another World Cup now? Uh, but the, the 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 thing about Qatar is that the the stadiums in which the players will be playing in starting Sunday are built on the blood of ten thousand migrant workers who are essentially enslaved in Qatar. That's what, and 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 they were they're maltreated and many of them died 
building these stadiums so people can play football. That's what we're talking about. There's the there's the consideration of the fact that this tournament is currently held in November. It was supposed to be originally held in, in the summer, according to Qatari officials, believing that they can create some sort of stadium that have some sort of mobile air conditioning going on, technology that, didn't, that did not exist while they were making these promises. It was impossible, so now we're in November, which is in the middle of a football calendar, which means that because it's football and the domestic leagues and and, and, and the, the, the club international club tournaments, they refuse to also just shorten, shorten their schedule to fit everything in. What that means is that players have to play extra games this season. Every, all the schedule is jam-packed. We have tons of injuries. This tournament's missing some of its some of its best players simply because these people have, are so, so short-sighted and not even consider that this could be a factor. Yeah, and it's amazing, isn't it? Because France should be a favorite, but it's lost many of its good players to injury. Senegal, lost another one. Yeah, so it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy World Cup where we don't know whether the quality of play clearly will be affected. The mood's going. To be, I, th- I think we can all unanimously agree that this is not the, the atmosphere going into it is really hostile. The only thing I can remember very vaguely from when I was a kid was the Argentina World Cup, which came just after the Falklands War. And at one point there was talk about whether we should go and what the atmosphere was when we went and whether the World Cup pool was uh, fixed so that Argentina wouldn't play England. I mean, it's but that was kind of like weird for two countries. I've never seen something like this. This is... And even beyond China getting the Olympics, I mean, you could argue that regardless of the human rights record, China does have a history in athletics that, and it's one of the world's most populous countries. It deserves to have the Olympics in representation, I feel. But Qatar getting the World Cup is just a category beyond. You know, even Russia. Russia had a decent bid. Um, it was corrupt, but Russia did have a decent big, and it does have a football culture. I would highly recommend to people, if they like podcasting, to listen to The Rest is History, which is a great podcast. But the latest episode has a long-form interview with Gary Lineker. He talks about the Mexico World Cup, the Argentinian one. He was actually in the room when the England bid wasn't picked and Russia and Qatar were absolutely fascinating on all these figures like Patini and Blatter. So definitely give that a listen if you want to know more about this. Um, but it is what it is, right? This this is where we are now. How about you, Pops? Where we are. Yeah. How do you feel, Pops? It's hard. It's hard. I mean, you guys have you guys have touched upon many of the issues, you know, both mucking up our, our sporting calendar, but also, you know, the, the horrible treatment of the migrant workers out there, the monumental climate footprint that this this tournament is going to leave behind you know with the air conditioning open roofed stadiums and you know all the just everything that goes along with it i've spent the afternoon sort of going down a bit of a rabbit hole reading more and more and more about the working conditions there and you, you you can't help but be torn as a football fan you know the the fifa documentary was was really good i i had no idea about the argentina tournament back in the late 70s you know they're comparing it with um hitler's olympic games and you know you kind of have to feel that this is in that same category but the you know the question uh, actually to touch upon what you said being about the the football calendar i mean arsenal played 13 games in october and had two postponed for for a long time now, six, seven, eight years, maybe more, footballers' well-being has been second, you know, so down, far down the pecking order of what, what organisers of these tournaments consider. And it's just more games, more money, more revenue, you know, some sort of, you know, there's a, there's a tournament in England called the League Cup, which every every team in the Premier League who participated played their B team. What, why couldn't this tournament have been postponed or cancelled to give just a bit more time? Injuries popping up everywhere. It's yeah, everything is just insane. But then you know we got to ask ourselves what what is the point where we would you know what what would stop us? I mean, do, and can we separate it? And I I think we can. I think we can separate these issues from enjoyment of the game. And I I don't I don't think we should be punishing ourselves for wanting to watch some of these games. And I think. To your point, we are talking about it, and we everyone is acutely aware of how awful this a lot a lot in the build up to this tournament has been. Yeah, and I think that it's backfired, hasn't it? Sports washing has backfired because yep. we have all educated ourselves so much on the past corruption of FIFA. People know about it in a way they didn't know. I think very few people in the world truly understood what was going on in Qatar. They might have just like vaguely had some view. 
that it would be quite misogynistic and homophobic. I think, like you were saying, I've gone down the rabbit hole of looking at about the slave labour. I think a mm. lot of us as fans have been educated on what happens there and in other countries, and it's opened our eyes to it. And we've really had to think about, you know, the climate change implications of all of these major tournaments that go on, whether it's, you know, the T20 Cricket World Cup in Australia, it's the same thing, right? So I feel that sports washing has backfired and Qatar has paid an awful lot of money for advertising itself as a go-forward nation in the world. And actually, far more people are aware of it, that's true, but not in a good way. And that's a good result in a weird way. Oh, well, I mean, so it depends on what their goal, well, what their current goals are with this World Cup. It's, the goal is to show how flagrantly they can, they, they can get away with things in terms of popular media, in terms of popular media, that's, that's, that hasn't worked. They, they're also not handling the, the, the international media stuff online very well. Recently, there's, it was, this was just a couple of days ago, a Danish news station tries to film outside the stadium and was told that your camera will, will be broken if they don't stop filming. <laughs> this is the, this and and this is this is the kind of country that we're, we're talking about. The, 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 this is how they run things over there. I guess I'm just re- incredibly cynical about all of this, especially in recent years for, uh, regarding football, the development of things like Super League and all of that. They're going to come out with, with a lot of money. Qatar also owns a soccer, also owns a club team in PSG that currently yeah. employs Neymar, Messi, and uh, Kylian Mbappe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I, I think I think you're spot on. Like. For, for the three of us who have been watching football for a long time, I think maybe for the casual viewer, it's a lot easier to maybe, or the, there's more outrage, but we've been ground down <laughs> over many, many years of, of watching the game evolve into this bloated beast of television money and questionable morals. This is something from John Stewart, uh, not John Stewart, uh, John Oliver, in which he has been covering this the this scandal far longer, a far longer time ago. To his credit, going all the way back to 2012, 2013. But is there something that that was in one of his um one of his document one of his segments, which was a woman who just says football's a religion. It's a, it's a religion. That's that's the reason I'm watching this World Cup because everything else is associated with sport. I think the problem is, is for fans, it's a religion, but for for well, it's just big yeah. business. It's a multi-billion-dollar yeah. industry, and any yeah. multi-billion-dollar industry, whether it's music, football, entertainment, pharmaceuticals, oil, banking, whatever it is, whenever there's that much money, there will be vested interests and corruption. And why would sport be any difference? Just because we have some romantic view of it. So yeah. I agree. I think we've all been cynical for a long time. But I have to say, watching FIFA uncovered, like you pops and seeing that Argentina World Cup. There were longevities of corruption and depths of the corruption, even thinking that I'm so cynical, even I didn't expect. And that's cool. Uh, but we have another joiner. Hello. How's it going? Hello, Neil. Welcome. Yep. Thanks for having me. Sorry I was late. You missed all the no bad problem. parts, us discussing the bad parts of this tournament. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't get through all the FIFA, Netflix, but I... I look forward to sort of watching it i'm very interested in it and uh you know um good good we got past that part just quickly do you want to give us your thoughts going into this world cup um we've touched upon everything but the football um i i guess i've casually watched it as a american that that hasn't had a lot of uh stake in, in watching soccer football um you know i played it growing up but you know like most americans are growing up playing it and then not following it and then during covid for whatever reason i decided watching premier league and picked um tottenham to follow which um has been fun but also you know i i was destined to pick a team that would make me upset and uh <laughs> Like uh, like my uh, Cleveland Ohio sports teams, they are uh, tragically, uh, for the most part, underachieving. So uh, yeah, I was destined to pick Tottenham, and I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah, the, you know some of the the problematic um, location, the usual FIFA problems are you know definitely on my mind. But yeah, I, I'm gonna enjoy it. I, I'm I'm really watching it from a perspective of uh, my Tottenham players doing well. Uh, or, or most importantly, not getting hurt, and then just you know, just kind of taking it in. I don't expect anything from the United States, really, maybe to get out of the group stage, but that's probably about it. Awesome, thank you. I think let's wrap up this section. I, I we've we've recommended a few places to go off and do some uh, some homework. Um, there was obviously some fantastic articles that the Guardian have r- written um, on on the World Cup, the 
focusing heavily on the migrant workers situation and also I, I read on Le Mans today something that was uh, also excellent but let's talk about the game let's move on to the actual tournament itself which it just feels like it's it's popped up so quickly um, it starts this Sunday and it kicks off with the host Qatar against Ecuador but um, what I thought could be fun fun for some and maybe not fun for others who get it horribly wrong but we run through each group and um, make some predictions of who's gonna who's gonna finish top and second. If anyone has some outlandish ideas, if anyone foresee, usually the hosts do very well in tournaments, as you can recall from. I think Russia made it to the semis. Uh, um, quarter, quarterfinals. Okay, quarterfinals. I mean, if I don't know if anyone group, that will be that will be <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, how far do you think Qatar would pay an opposing side a bung? Like no. the players <laughs> to, to, no, to like throw a match. That's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen at World Cup level. It, this stuff happens at the league level of like some African second league or something like that. It doesn't happen at the international level. Uh, do we want to go through it group by group? Like which which teams will make it out of the group first? Yeah, yeah. Let's start. Let's start with uh, A. I believe <laughs> it comes first. Um, I mean, for me personally, I'm not gonna see too many surprises here. Um, I, I do think the second, the runners-up spot is is open. Um, but what do you guys think? Uh, so first of all, the, the, about the host Qatar and your hopes of getting that. It's not zero. Uh, Actually, wait. Mm-hmm. Do you want to just say he's in Group A for the listener in oh, case yeah. they're not looking oh, yes, at please. a soccer chart? Of course, of course, of course, of course. Um, we have, in Group A, uh, we have Qatar, the Netherlands, Ecuador, and Senegal. Senegal to top top it, baby. Senegal is strong, um, even without money. I mean, come on. <laughs> so Qatar is again. I said Qatar's chance is not zero. Their team isn't terrible. In fact, they've won the Asian the Asian Cup, I believe, in 2017 with basically just this team. And so, how Qatar decided to ignoring all the uh, the, the horrible stuff about Indonesia and whatever, we're going to this team. It's basically almost entirely from one single club. <laughs> Uh, and they've been playing together for five, six years. So chemistry-wise, they're there. In competitive competitions, they've done okay. Uh, the Asian Cup was probably an outlier, but they did great in that. Uh, they participated in, in, in the American Gold Cup recently, the North American Gold Cup, where they did okay. They didn't get out of the group, but what did they? I don't remember. They didn't, so do they didn't... You, are you predicting an upset then? Because they've got Netherlands uh, no. and Senegal, which I think people would assume would be the top two, but... Right. Uh, I think Netherlands wins this group. And uh, with Netherlands, uh, last time we did the Euros, I was very down on the Netherlands because their coach sucked. Now they brought back Louis van Gaal for the third time because they can't find any other coaches besides Louis van Gaal to coach this team. But because it's Louis van Gaal, Netherlands is not only probably going to be top of the group, but they're sneaky. They might be a sneaky dark horse. Um, Louis van Gaal always do, does well in, in, in big tournaments. He gets he gets his players to buy in. At this point, nobody is going to question Louis van Gaal and his methods. Uh, and it, they do. And it's, uh, it, it's it's going to be his last World Cup, right, van Gaal? Who knows? The last World Cup was supposed to be his last World Cup, and he's here. He is back again in his eighties. Anyways, um, they Netherlands probably has the best defense in the entire, or probably did the entire World Cup with De Vrij, De Ligt, Virgil van Dijk, Nathan Ake, you name it, Julian Timber, like all-star defense. They have no striker. Memphis Depay is still their quote-unquote striker. That's that's going to be a problem. Um, but they have a lot of talent from defense up to midfield. To the wings. Uh, yeah, well, who knows? Uh, but Netherlands, pretty good. I think they win the group. Senegal, normally, I, if you asked me a few weeks ago, I would say, yeah, sure, Senegal is number two. Without Mane, without Mane, Senegal can't score goals. They have very hard... Scoring goals is like pulling teeth from them. And Mane was one, usually the guy who pops up to score like one or two for them. Now now he's not there, for, at least for the first two games. That's going to be a huge question mark. And you should not count out Ecuador. I think, actually, I'm going to pick Netherlands and Ecuador to get out of this group. Uh, Ecuador has a very young team, uh, but a lot of very exciting talent. They also can't still have a good striker, but uh, a lot. Of the, their entire team also played together for uh, a, from the under twenties onwards, with, and they were very successful at the youth levels. A lot of their players are developing very well, playing for not the top clubs in in, in Europe yet, but getting there. So I actually think Netherlands and uh, and Ecuador. Wow, bold call on on Ecuador, but one to watch for sure. I I still think yeah. that money Senegal would get second but you know tournament play who knows all right so uh neil where's your where's your 
top two prediction landing? I would do Netherlands, and then it's a toss-up. I, I don't know much about the last three teams. I, I, I Qatar, I, I doubt they make it out. And I guess it's a toss-up between Senegal and Ecuador. And um, when was it announced just recently that Mane wasn't playing for Senegal? I thought he was. Just yesterday. Just yesterday. Oh, okay. Like he was, he's getting he's in the squad, but he's not playing the first two games, at least. Yeah. He's okay. missing the first couple. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I guess the, the odds have Senegal by a little bit, but now it's probably a coin flip between Ecuador and Senegal. So I'll take Ecuador. Why not? Yeah. All right. No one's back in the hosts. Bye-bye Qatar at the first at the first time of asking. Well, we'll see, and then we can uh, we can maybe guesstimate how much money was paid to the Netherlands who go out bottom of the group. So now we move on to Group B. This is where it's a bit spicy. We're going to get some rivalries that we said we'd leave at the door flaring up again. We have England, Iran, the USA, and Wales. Hey. Thought about this group, but somebody else please start. I, I think that uh, England is lucky to be in this group because we're shit and we might just get out. I would imagine USA will top it, will be second maybe, Wales and Iran behind. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a strong squad. We're very leaky at the back and a lot of the defense is, is very, very mishmash. I mean, if you look at whichever centre back pairing Southgate goes for, um, yeah, Admitted, it's Harry Maguire. And it's Harry Maguire. Yeah, yeah, which doesn't exactly fill you with uh, confidence and joy at the prospect of those two fridges lumbering around the defence. I mean, personally, I'd go for the more agile John Stones and Ben White at, at the back, but I don't think that will be done. I, I think I think Southgate has made a massive blunder not bringing Tamori, who's been quite good for Milan, I believe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, I watched the USA USMNT religiously. I'm not. A, I'm probably. I'm probably. I watch one probably too much to be act to be a good judge of how well they can do in this tournament. USMNT is the youngest team in this entire tournament by like by far. Um, there. If you look at their squad, the vast majority of them are under the age of 25. Which what this means is that, first of all, just simply because of the youth, the US tends to be incredibly inconsistent, and hence. It could be possible they beat England, but it could be entirely possible that they lose, they lose all three games and go out go all the tournament that way. The USA also is married to a system by their coach, Greg Berhalter, that can be incredibly painful to watch at times. The USA bit, could not score a single goal in the first half of a game throughout the entire qualifying round. Wow. Is this the weakest group of the tournament then? It's hard to say. Because you guys yeah. can't score and we can't defend. And then... <laughs> Yeah, so the, right now the USA has a lot of talent on, up in the wings with some with Christian Pulisic and Gio Reyna, who might be become a star in this tournament. They have a decent midfield base. The defense is also a question mark. So they, our defense going into qualifiers was a guy named Miles Robinson, who was our best defender. He's injured. Thanks, FIFA. But we do have Arsenal's back uh, backup goalie, uh, Matt Turner, who has been very good. Who is very good. Um, Iran. Do we want to open the can of worms? That's Iran. Should Iran be in this tournament? You know, obviously, we are a predominantly Song of Ice and Fire related podcast. And without too many spoilers for Hot D, um, <laughs> I did have a, I have a vague comparison and thought of um, Italy going to FIFA, begging Set Blatter on the Iron Throne for Iran to be thrown out because they are illegitimate. Um, and getting getting echoes of Vaim and Valerion and then Set Blatter ordering their tongues to be cut out. <laughs> <laughs> I just really that. hope that everyone who plays Iran, um, the, the fans and the people on the pitch, wear black armbands or in some way show their um, support of the, the incredibly brave women who are currently protesting and being attacked in Iran. I hope there's some way to show that, you know, take whatever the equivalent is of taking the knee. I hope there's some way that whenever we play them, we can show that. Absolutely. It's, it's yeah, the speaking of adding to the geopolitical tension that already exists with this tournament. So everybody's really down on England. I, I'm kind of surprised by that. You guys really have your doubts about them getting out of this group. I think, I think it's, it's just the defensive issues. I mean, we have got a plethora of attacking options. 
some of the best attacking talent in the world. I mean, there are also maybe some concerns in midfield. I've heard a lot of people talking about Bellingham playing in centre mid. Um, I, I must admit, I've not watched him too much. He's always struck me as a bit more of a zippy winger type player. But um, apparently, there's you know there is there are grounds for him to play in midfield, which would certainly add a bit more flair and excitement in there than the the usual Rice Phillips or Henderson, just kind of the metronomes in midfield. It's, with England, um, I'm wondering if they get they, Southgate has gone past this stage of no return in international soccer, where his message has gotten stale and no longer effective. That, that happens to all international managers. That said, I think the defensive your, your defensive issues might be overplayed. I think Southgate's going to make, make up for that by playing incredibly defensive and conservative, as he usually does. Uh, and I'm basically sort of predicting that England will still top the group, but they're going to go through the group winning 1-0-1-0 and then drawing 0-0. And the hope for the USA is that we're the team that draws them 0-0. I'm excited for the uh, the Black Friday. That that was that was, that was a, kind of a stroke of marketing genius to put it on that day. That, that works out well. We'll see. Um, I Interesting. Think, yeah, I think well, we haven't talked about Wales. Wales... Gareth Bale plays football? Question <laughs> mark. Um, he sort of did for, uh, for 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 in the MLS for LAFC. He scored a goal that that that, that basically got them to MLS Cup uh, after barely wanting to play football for most of the season, like he usually does. Uh, but the guy always shows up for big tournaments for Wales. It's whatever club he, it's golf, whatever uh, Wales, and whatever club he plays for. Right, that's that's his priority. Um, he, with Wales, the team is the team is okay. Um, they could be they could they could easily get second place in this group if Bale just scores a couple of free kicks and they can just not let USA or Iran score, which isn't that hard to do. Um, but no. Dan James isn't a bad player either. I mean, Aaron Ramsey is long past his best. Oh, Aaron Ramsey is done. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean the 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 wing Williams for um, Nottingham Forest. He's a decent attacking player. Probably the most scary I, player on Wales to me. Yeah, I think that there's 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 some uh, there's some damage that they could do down their left hand side. But um, I mean, we still got a bunch of groups to go through. So let's uh, let's let's get our predictions. I mean, I, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to say, got to pick England. Got to pick Wales. Top two. I guess I'll go with the USA and England. I'm England USA, that, in that order. Um, I guess I have to because I'm a USA fan, but I'm not, and that's that's not a vote of confidence for the USA. Uh, I'll I'll go England for sure. Um, I'd to be honest, I'd be happy if either USA or Wales made it second. Um, yeah, again, I'm I'm not real high on or, or really know much about USA. I like. Um, Gareth Bale, I like Ben Davies. So, you know, again, this is all skewed towards my uh, my Premier League uh, fandom. So, um, if I if I have to pick, I'll pick USA in England. I'll, I'll put you I'll put you down for uh, Iran then. <laughs> just like just like in Group A, I've got you down right, for Qatar. Right. You know, just yeah. back in the Middle yeah, Eastern team. I'm gonna clean up <laughs> with all my bets. Um. And Bina, I'm guessing England. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But actually, I think in this group, I mean, obviously I want England to, to top it and go through. I think we're all anyone but Iran, right? Like, I'd be happy to see USA or Wales go through. I mean, I, I, I guess the Boyos, it means so much to them. So I guess I'd be hoping for an England-Wales combo. It really does. It really does. All right. Well, hurtling through to Group C, slightly more exciting set of uh, players, uh, teams even. Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. Um, are Saudi Arabia the worst team in the tournament? Costa Rica might be. At Ooh. least according to uh, whatever gambling site I pulled up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough one. I mean, the, the big one is Lewandowski. For anyone who's ever done World Cup or Euro Fantasy, Lewandowski is awful in big tournaments absolutely useless lethal throughout his career for all of the teams he's played for dreadful when it matters for his country i mean i'm assuming argentina wins the group because i assume they're going to win the tournament and then i would put mexico second i guess and then yeah yeah i would think i would back that i'm doing the same argentina mexico 
thing. Sorry, I forgot I was muted. I was about to shit on Mexico. I would do Saudi Arabia before I do Mexico. <laughs> Mexico is, Mexico is horrible. That is the terrible. bumper right there. I would do Saudi Arabia before Mexico. That's going to come back to bite you in the ass, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I mean, sure. If it does, it does. Then whatever. But this, Mex- I what because I watch the U.S. I also have to unfortunately watch a lot of Mexico. Mexico is terrible. They, their, their coach does not care. The, the entire nation of Mexico hates him, and the coach does not care. The squad that he picked is seems to be anathema to scoring goals. <laughs> There's so many boring teams in this tournament. Saudi Arabia also incredibly boring team. But Mexico is not only batting the t- batting attack occasionally, they also leak goals. They are they they basically do nothing like 70% of the games they play. And then they maybe sneak a goal in to beat the likes of Honduras and, and Panama, or they leak a bunch of goals in the back, in the back, which is what happened to, to them against the USA. Mexico sucks. <laughs> Poland sucks too. This entire group suck. This is the this is the work group in the entire tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Having to pick anybody, I mean, Argentina is going to go through easily. Um, I, I hate picking any other team. I'm going to keep Saudi Arabia for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Plus, it's probably Poland. Plus, not not taking not taking the uh, punt with Poland, eh? It's probably Poland, but I also don't like their team, and I picked them before and been on the ass. Well, that was that was pretty open and shut. Um, Group D, on the other hand, is. Looking a bit spicy. We've got France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Den- Denmark obviously um, having, a, having a pretty good Euros. Not as good as England, as you recall, but um, still pretty good. Um, they still, I, th- I think it was a Danish person tweeted one of my favourite tweets of all time that they will um, they'll stick that goal in the British Museum along with everything else they've <laughs> stolen. <laughs> yeah, I think I would do... And obviously France, you know, firm favourite. The com- yeah, the, com- the complication here is how far these French injuries are going to really hold them back. I mean, I still think they're probably the best in this group, but maybe not. Maybe it is Denmark. And I don't know enough about Australia. What are they like, Bing? Australia features a striker whose nickname is Cumdog, uh, who they've uh, naturalised from Scotland, uh, and an 18-year-old who just started playing professionally. Did you say Cumdog? Um, a- yes, his nickname is actually Cumdog. <laughs> Go look up Jason Cummings. The vast majority of their players either play in the Australian League, which is barely professional, or the Scottish League—the non-Celtic or Rangers version of the oh. Scottish. League. Um, I, th- I think I think just a quick quick public service announcement: if you are at work, maybe don't right. Google Cumdog on your work computer. Let's um, Google Jason Cummings. Yeah, that's his real name. Oh, oh well, I'm sorry. Um, that's um, okay. Australia is a fun vibes team, and I'm 100% in support of Australia doing well in this tournament. I love a lot of their players, including their one of their goalie backup goalies who was put on to against Peru to uh, for the penalties, and he started dancing around like a maniac and somehow won the penalty shootout. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, Australia is fun, but they suck. <laughs> Tunisia is the boring type of suck. It's France and Australia. France and Denmark should easily top this group. France has to do something catastrophic to not go through the group. Absolutely. But, same for Denmark, really. Well, yeah, same for Denmark. But I think Denmark might might top the group over France. Um, France has wow. never has played Denmark a lot in World Cup and has they never they never do well against Denmark. Um, and Denmark just recently beat France to nothing <laughs> in the Nations League, by the way, uh, against pretty much this France lineup without without Golo Kante and Pogba and all those great players. Um, the France on talent should be your favorite, but even with all the injuries, but there's something about this team that's might I don't know, you get a bad feeling about the squad chemistry. And they, they, they are well on their way past the, their coaches getting stale portion of the, 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 the lifeline. Uh, who, start, the who starts in goal for France? Um, Oh, uh, okay. Your yeah, goalie. yeah, about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't sure if it'd be him or what Ariola. Yeah, no, it's, it's Hugo Lloris. Yeah, oh, okay. Um, yeah. Um, no, yeah. Uh, I would say uh, I, I would I would say honorable mention for Australia's uh, team. I'm just reading here on the Guardian uh, the little team profiles, which I recommend. I think you sent this round, Bing. That their 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 team have been pretty outspoken about about. Um, yeah. The LGBTQ plus stance. Um, yeah. The good play. The good people. I'm not sure they're good football players, but they're good people. That's yeah. probably more. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. The Brienne of Tarth Award for best soul goes to <laughs> Australia. I think. 
All right. So I think, I mean, we all unanimous France followed by Denmark or is anyone going to... I'm going with Denmark or follow by France. Okay. I'm just going to be weird this entire f- prediction. Be completely wrong. Uh, France. Fine. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, when is it... Uh, it's just going to say, yeah, France and Denmark for me. Cool. Yeah, when it's a Qatar-Saudi Arabia final. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, moving on. Group E, another set of exciting teams. Um, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. Two favorites Spain. in here. Yeah. Spain yeah. and Germany, very, very high up the bookies' favorites list. Costa Rica, I'm, I'm not... I, and does Joel Campbell still play for them? That's about my only yeah, exposure yeah. to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, Joel Campbell still plays for them. Uh, and well, I guess one of the remaining players that's still sort of in their prime uh, from the 2014 quarterfinal run. Costa Rica, they almost didn't make it. Uh, they only sort of recovered in their last few games to just get to the playoff where they beat New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Um, they're not... They're aging out of their relevance. Uh, but they still have one of the best keepers in the world in Kilo Navas, who's still good, even though he is aging out of his relevance very soon. Um, they utter, so it's Japan is tricky because they have a lot of good players in Europe, but they don't really have a, like, a top star. Um, and their coach, there's a lot of questions about their coach and his tactics and whether he's too conventional, too conservative or not. This is going to be Spain and Germany. I think Spain over Germany. Uh, Germany, their striker is either a 17-year-old, uh, who, is, who is actually this really good 17-year-old in, in, in Yusuf Mokoko, uh, or a journeyman who played in the lower trenches of the Bundesliga and second Bundesliga for most of his career. Um, but Spain, they keep coming up with these new kids, like 18, 17, 18-year-olds, that, that suddenly become like these veteran turn into these veteran tiki taka players when they go wear a spring shirt uh they already had pedri who was the young player of the year in the euros now they have gavi who's even younger Spain looks like the team that you should watch out for but they could also flame out just as easily though i agree they look the best of the european teams maybe now with what's happened to france um i still i don't know why i feel this is going to be a I feel this is the year when South America wins. It's been a long time. Yeah, yeah. Whether Brazil, Argentina, I just I feel it's due in some weird way. Yeah, agreed. I can't I can't look beyond. I think Germany are going to top it. I think it's time they've had a bit of a lull. I mean, they haven't done too badly for a lull, but um, I think Germany top, Spain second. They're both, as you say, Bing. They've both got some some fresh names, a bit of a bit of a youth injection. Should be exciting. Go Spain and Germany. Remind me, what happened to what happened to Germany in the Euros again? Oh yeah, you, you don't remember? You really don't remember? <laughs> no. Sorry, I would still probably favor England against Germany this time and again. Really? Cool. Not, not as much as not as much as before, and depends on how Southgate decides to play. All right, cool. Um, three groups remaining. We're now into this is a fun group. This is such a World Cup group. This one. Group F, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Get ready for my bad hot takes. Could it get any more World Cup than that? Get ready for my hot takes. <laughs> what, Canada to top the group? Yes. Doing. 100%. Canada to top of this group. Uh, actually, Belgium no. would go into a period of national mourning if that happened. Canada is better than the USA and Mexico right now, and might be for, 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 for the upcoming future as well. Canada also has the best attacking players in this in, in this entire group just attacking players um although the midfield is actually not that bad either um alfonso davies jonathan david plus a combination of either kyle Aaron or Mateo Buchanan is actually actually completely frightening to especially to these three teams belgium is washed <laughs> they're long past their whatever golden generation they're washed and the young players that they try to inject they injected too late and they have no experience at the, at the international level they're the only two world-class players they really have left are Kevin De Bruyne and Thibaut Courtois. Eden Hazard is wow. done. That is bold. So Lukaku, Tielemans. Lukaku isn't fit. Lukaku just came back from injury. And has Lukaku in his past two seasons convinced you that he's a good striker anymore? Tielemans, uh... has, his form has been dreadful since the start of the season. Leicester is, is still battling relegation right now. They're, and they're... That's, that, that's, that's not his fault, though. He's actually been pretty decent. Him and Madison. Yeah. I mean, Mad- Madison. Madison, yes. Yeah, Leicester, Leicester, you know, waning at the bottom of the Premier League towards the bottom anyway. 
have if he's managed to book himself a place on on the plane. Defenders are still still John Vertonghen and Toby Odervarn. <laughs> it's still those two. It Thomas really is. And, retired. That's why he's not in this team. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to lie that uh, that Dendonka doesn't uh, convince either. With um, are still Thomas Mounier and and Yannick Carrasco. It's the same team, but now two years. No, no, now four, two years, four years older. Canada's well, going. Yeah, four. Yeah, Canada's going to feast on their backline if they're not if, if they don't play their absolute best and like somehow turn back the years. That's going to what's going to help Belgium get anywhere in this tournament. It's somehow. They they just somehow rewind time because even in recent in, in some of the recent results have been diabolical. So the mm-hmm. opening game in this group is Belgium Canada. Do you think Canada wins that? What like yes, one nil in- or two one or do you think it's going to be big? Where, yeah, there'll be goals. There'll be goals. Something something like three one Canada. I think. Wow. Look look, this is me getting it completely out there. It's very likely Belgium just win, just crushes Canada. As they, it's part. I mean, they still have Kevin De Bruyne, who is still one of the best players in the world. But the the fear if Canada doesn't, if Belgium doesn't go in with a clear game plan, a clear understanding of who they're who they're playing against, and they underestimate Canada in any way, Belgium will lose that game. Wow. And and the other teams are also actually very dangerous in Croatia and Morocco. Croatia is somehow still good. Yes, Luka Modric is older than Dirt, but somehow I think he's a vampire because he's just gotten better Man, and better every year. The older he gets. I know, he's he's insane. <laughs> Persis isn't that good anymore. Oh, but for his age, he's still he's still kicking. Uh, I guess. But like some of yeah, but like Luka Modric is yeah, no, he, the guy is an actual vampire. <laughs> and Croatia, I think actually so so if Canada doesn't surprise, I think the, the, the logical, if you want to actually bet money on whatever I say, which you should not, I think <laughs> the best choices are for, for, for just being completely neutral or whatever, it's Croatia and Belgium. Even then, I don't have Belgium favorite huh. to, to go first. Just not. Just look at look at how old that team is and where those players have, where their players' careers have been in recent years. Mm. I feel um, Croatia. I mean, I feel Croatia will not do that well. I don't know. I think Croatia actually did refresh the squad enough to be good in this tournament. Mm. So it's a tough. It's, this is this is this is much closer than people realize. Morocco actually has just as a decent chance as any. The problem with Morocco is that they fired the coach right before this tournament <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm. because the coach got into a huge spat with uh, Hakim Ziyech, who refu- who refused to play for Morocco unless the team unless the, unless the coach was fired. So they, and they went with Ziyech. Which I don't. That always almost never wins so well. Like the so. NBA. Um, I'll take yeah. Belgium and Croatia. I can't root for anything Canada. Um. <laughs> that's fine. Oof. My uh, I'm my actual prediction. That's not not the one that, that, that that's the same prediction. My actual prediction is Canada, Croatia. All right. I would be again. I can't see Belgium not going through for whatever. Maybe it's tournament history bias, like legacy bias in my perception. I don't know. I think I'm with you on this one. I think I'm with you on this one, Bing. But I'm going to go even more rogue. I'm going to go Canada, Morocco. Yeah, oh yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'm looking down the team sheet for Morocco. I'm seeing a couple names that I like. I like the look of. You know, Hakimi's a decent player. Really decent player. Amrabat. Even Sice isn't too bad. Bufal. Like, this team has legs. Again, they fired a coach right before the tournament. That's always a huge question mark. So I don't trust them. But that untalented, yeah, Morocco is is just as good as the other three. Gosh, this group is fun. This is the fun, this is the one fun group in the World Cup, I think. Because anything best, could happen. Yeah, yeah the, the the so quote unquote best team is just is just not good enough uh, to really just stamp out all the opposition. So they they they're going to leave the room wide open. The other teams are actually just as good as each other. It's interesting. This I mean, Croatia, who finishes bottom then? If it's Canada, Morocco, who do you think does better out of Belgium, Croatia overall? Belgium will edge it. I reckon head to head, they'll probably win, you know, pensioners against pensioners. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping there's a there's a Kevin De Bruyne or a hamstring twing along the way that, uh, wow. you know, unfortunate. <laughs> wow. He might. He plays so many games. Um, he does. He does. Hey, man, I've got to take him where I can. All right. <laughs> Um, I think this is this is the first this is the first group we've come along where everyone has given a different uh, answer, which is interesting. Tells you it's the best group to watch. Yeah, I'm gonna pick Belgium bottom. Wow, (laughs) gonna be uh, gonna be interesting when we're all wrong. (laughs) I'm fully expecting to be completely wrong on this one. (laughs) 
I'm just going yeah. completely rogue. <laughs> All right, nice, nice. Well, we are into the final two groups. I think uh, Group G has uh, the tournament favourites. Brazil got uh, always fun. Serbia, Dark Horses, Switzerland, and the mighty Cameroon. Brazil has to top it, right? They should. Uh, it's not easy. It's not an easy group by any measure. Uh, Switzerland. Switzerland will always give you problems, right? Uh, but Xhaka. Captain Granite Xhaka. Is he going to get good. red card? Is he going to score two goals and just ah? Oh, it's that beautiful. Who knows? He's good though this season, right? You guys know. He's good. Well, he's, he's, he's always solid. been good for Switzerland, hasn't he? I mean, he kept, yeah. even when he was shit for us, he was always captaining Switzerland at a level above. I think he takes it really seriously. Um, he's he's on form right now. That's going to be my bold prediction. Switzerland's second in this group. Yeah, I'm agreeing with that. I'm definitely uh, on the same page. Serbia um, Serbia has a lot has a lot of high end talent, like world class talent, and talent that don't belong. Um, oh, wow, and, Tadic is still playing. Tadic is good, but are they better than Cameroon? That's the question. They are. They are. They should be. Uh, Cameroon isn't horrible, but they're kind of eh. Chopo Moting is somehow the new Lewandowski <laughs> at Bayern Munich, uh, so don't count him out. Uh, but um, no, I think I think uh, I'm with you guys, Brazil and, uh, and Switzerland. Really, but for um, Brazil, but, oh yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say on Cameroon and Bumo is uh, having a pretty good season for Brentford. He was just naturalized, though. <laughs> it's always like they always play those to play that game. It's always kind of dangerous. You try to throw its established names, brand new, is that brand new into the squad? It's always 50-50 how that goes. Uh-huh. God, just just taking a second. Um, if we're looking at the Guardian guide of what they think their probable lineup is for Brazil. My goodness, have they really put Richarlison yes. through the middle and Neymar in centre mid? Yes. Yep. What are they smoking there? And please, can I have what? some? Because they are just on... They're on another planet. And they've they got Gabriel know. Jesus in the squad. They do. Yeah. And they're, exactly. and they're, <laughs> and they're playing him. Yeah. It works. Richarlison doesn't even start for the Spurs. Uh, he scores on Brazil and doesn't score for us. <laughs> so far he plays here and there I, I play gabriel jesus every day of the week and it's not because it's arsenal versus but i mean just no the, it doesn't matter who they really put up front the, the, the names that they do matter Neymar in the center with Vinny jr who is the, going to be the real star for that mm-hmm. way yeah i 100 percent agree with that he is such a player just waiting to explode onto the the, the global stage i would say uh Hafinha as well like he's been very quiet since his move from Leeds. Well, actually, has he? Um, he's been good. He scored some goals for him. He's been good. Um, and either him or Anthony, who's, eh, you know, look. Sitting on the bench, good. according to the Guardian. If we have Anthony's time, we can do some good. predictions for Golden Boot before we close out. But Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. Let's, Um, I mean, I think, are we Are we all... Yeah, not, Brazil. Um, look, Neymar is a heinous person. In addition to all the diving and all that, he's now revealed himself to be a fascist too by supporting Jair Bolsonaro in the recent election. Um, but this is this is his last dance as well as Messi. And, yeah, uh, he has start. to. He has to. He has to win. If it, it has to be now, if he has to win, and this is this is the best Brazil team since 2006. That, oh my God, he's 30. Yeah, no, this is this is this is pretty much his last World Cup as well. Um, but this is the best team since. Resulting in 2006. The only problem is they don't have fullbacks. Their fullbacks aren't very good. And that's how Argentina beat them uh, in, in the Copa America, by exploiting their fullbacks and then defending deep. Um, so I don't know about all the way, but they should win this group. And they should go pretty far in the tournament. So on to H. Just quickly, I'm, uh, I'm going to Switzerland second. I think we're all Brazil yeah, top. Same. I'm going Switzerland second. Yeah, Who's the, the Fulham player that plays for Serbia? He's yeah. out. Cool. Right. Yeah. Is Mitchell actually Mitrovic. out? Oh God, Mitro is out. I think he's is he out. actually out? I don't know. He he had he did he was um I don't think he played in the city game uh, a couple of weeks ago. So he didn't play in the city game, but I'm not sure if he's actually out for this tournament. Um, yeah, that that would be a huge uh, loss. Mitro is. They, they still him, have Vlaovic. Yeah, I love a very him. good player. He is listed on their team as of Twitter. Eleven. Yeah, he's on the he's on the team. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I mean, he's on the team. Oh I'm yeah, they'll sure definitely put him in the. Defense, They'll, they'll, they'll definitely put him in the squad. I'm just you not know, sure if, if he might be out for the first few games. Who knows? Yeah, even if even if his limbs are you know taped together, yeah. he's getting on that plane. Like, 
Um, all right, final group. We've done it, guys. Group H. We have Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Do you know what? Another fun World Cup group. Look at that. We're touching four continents with this group, unless I'm very ignorant and have missed something. It's also a fairly tricky one, I think. It's a little tricky. Yeah, probably the group of death. I'd say the, the, the most likely to be called group of death. It's another very close group. I'm not sure if it's a group of death, a pretty close group. Do you want to go first, Bing? Who do you reckon's coming top here? What's the ranking? It, it should be Portugal. I'm telling Portugal should be one of the favorites to win the World Cup. Um, in, re- in reality, the coach is still Fernando Santos. And he's still trying to build the team around Cristiano Ronaldo. And Cristiano Ronaldo is currently setting fire <laughs> all around him. <laughs> he's burning down Manchester United. Uh, he's, uh, he's burned down his own career. Um, and the guy isn't very good anymore. He'll still score goals if you, again, if you force everything through Ronaldo, he'll still score goals. But that you're coming, that's coming at the cost of everywhere else in the team. I think, all the, all, I, I, think yeah. I, I think worst worst of all for Ronaldo is he's also trying to bring back Piers Morgan, which is just <laughs> please let that man die. <laughs> Look, he does Piers get Morgan, good interviews, though, doesn't he? The annoying Morgan does exactly what he's doing. He's yeah. opening a stage and then Ronaldo set himself on fire. It's great TV. Oh man. Um, I still think they'll win though, the group, just about. But uh I if South Korea, if Sun Hyun was fully healthy, I started. I, I have question marks. But I, he's not I, healthy, right? He's not playing. He is. He is playing. He's wearing. I'm a, not sure how healthy he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's going. He's going for Dark Knight. Um, it's a it's a facial injury, so I'm not sure how much that actually affects his ability on the pitch. But he also hasn't been very good this season. He was great last season. Let's see how fast things change. Two good games. Months, but um. It. Uruguay, yeah, eh, Uruguay is actually a team to look out for. I think Uruguay wins this group. Um, really? Wow. I mean, isn't that surprising? Uruguay has always done very well in World Cups, right? <laughs> Darwin Nunez for Golden Darwin, Boot. They're good. Somehow they found another good, great striker out of nowhere when Luis Suarez and Edison Cavani are aging out of relevance. Um, Darwin Nunez, well, it's really the midfield, right? Of uh, Spurs' mm. favorite, uh, Rodrigo Bentancur and Real Madrid uh, <laughs> star Federico Valverde. Bentancur is on one right now. He's he's probably our best player Certainly at the does. moment. Um, I like. I think Uruguay had a huge dip during qualifying where they looked like they couldn't qualify, but then they recovered. And I think they... Just they, they refreshed the team just in time, handed it over to these new players that are informed, that just informed in the prime of their careers. I think they win the group. I think Portugal, there's going to be problems with Portugal. Everybody who's a good player in the club team, or great player in the club team, like Bernardo Silva, Bruno Fernandes, all these players suck suddenly when they put on Portugal jerseys because they have to, they, they're, they're forced into square pegs and first uh, round holes as square pegs due to Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, yeah, re- realistically, they should be playing Jota through the middle. Jota's injured. Um, <laughs> oh, well, there we go then. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think all of I think the recent thing Ronaldo loves to he rises to the occasion. It's why he is arguably the greatest player of all time. Um, and this isn't just because I may have drawn Portugal in my company sweepstakes. <laughs> but, uh, Congratulations. I am going to put them top of this group. And um, I don't really like Darwin Nunez as a person. (laughs) He's a decent footballer. He's a decent footballer. Um, So it has to be Uruguay. And again, no offense to my Ghanaian friends, but um, I really hope Thomas Partey gets an early uh, plane home. So yeah, Portugal, Uruguay. He's got a court date, doesn't he? Okay. I wasn't going to mention that. Um, uh, we are not allowed to mention that, and Vassals of Kingsgrave knows nothing and uh, will not be privy to any legal discussions. Let's, let's put it this way. Ghana naturalized a bunch of players, just like uh, Cameroon. Uh, include Tarek Lemty at Brighton. Uh, apparently he's Ghanaian. Um, as well as uh, Inaki Williams from Bilbao, who has historically said he wouldn't do this. Here, here he is. Uh, eh, I don't think Ghana will cause too many problems, but he could. They're not bad. Um, South Korea, Kim Jae, Kim the, 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 the center back who Spurs was eternally linked to before he actually moved to Napoli, is having one of the best seasons of a defender in Italy. So it isn't just somehow main show for South Korea. Um, Uruguay, I 
I guess Portugal, but I'm placing huge question marks over Portugal as well. I think it's Portugal, Uruguay, and I'd like to see South Korea make a little noise, but I don't see them getting out of this. Pina, wrap us up. I don't know. Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, Ghana? I don't know. It's hard It's hard to think South Korea won't go through. But I do think Uruguay are a bit of a dark horse. And I do think Portugal, annoyingly. Oh. Is this, the, is this the time when Ronaldo, with all the mess around him, doesn't perform on the stage when he's meant to perform? No, Portugal, you were quite He always performs. He always goddamn scores and performs. He will he, do well. He may score. I'm not sure the team around him will. But does that matter if they lift the World Cup? It might matter if they can't get out of this group because they leave huge holes in the back. Their entire midfield becomes non-functional. Mm. And the wingers clash with him. <laughs> the team is just not well-structured enough with him at, at the top. Of any other player, you put them at the top. And everybody else actually falls in place very nicely. And this team suddenly becomes a World Cup threat. But they're going to start Ronaldo. And they're going to build a team around him. And he's going to score maybe a goal or two. And they, they, they're going to leave the tournament early. That's, my, that's what I think. Can I ask a, a, an ignorant uh, uh, football, soccer fan question about a uh, the the single name status? When when can, when can you run that? When 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 is that? When is that okay in your career? Like you can't be in League Two and go by just your first name, right? You got to be playing it around. When when did Beyonce become Beyonce? <laughs> when you know oh. some of it's also just cultural. Like in Spain, Portugal, Iberian countries, yeah. sometimes they just want a first okay. single name. That's just how it is. It's how Joe, no regular Joe Bob, could also just be Joe yeah, Bob yeah. in Brazil or Spain or yeah. Portugal. Yeah, I think I think uh, I don't know. I think you just got to be bold and go for it. Like if I if I had didn't have glass ankles, <laughs> you never know. Could have been Pop Senior. <laughs> Binginho has a good ring to it. Yeah, definitely. Binaldo. Well, take the full name Sabina. So Sabinio, Sabinio. I think, is what. Ooh, that, that's a good one. Pretty sure yeah. that is a that is a player. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brent Sabina. Um, I think you're. Uh, <laughs> oh. I think I think you've uh, have you landed on Portugal and Uruguay then? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, a couple, two, two last categories, late entrants that we're throwing in there at the death. Um, overall winners: Brazil or Argentina for me. All right, we can, we can do. We'll, we'll do two choices. We're very early on. I think that's the final. I think predicting the final. I don't, actually uh, no, because then you've got to know the route through. Yeah, no, I, sorry. Yeah, they'll run into Argentina in the finals if you they all go through. Yeah, Brazil, Argentina to me are the best, and they will. One of them will win. With Uruguay as my stalking horse, maybe. I just, it's going to be Latin America. The conventional answer, oh, Argentina undefeated in 35 games. <laughs> um, I, want to, I want to pick Brazil because I really, really like their team and really like a lot of their players. But Argentina beat them. <laughs> Argentina actually, just for, for once in their Messi career, for once in Messi's career, they have a functional team. That that that's complete all around. That can defend and can de- well defend hard and can still score goals and and actually properly score goals and not just rely on Messi. And this is our this is Messi's chance, right? It's the only major tournament it, he has. This won. is his last chance. This is his last. It's, it sounds weird because I'm English, but I actually want Argentina to win for Messi because I I, I think Messi deserves it. He's given so much to world football, so much joy. I would love to see him be a World Cup winner, and I can't believe I'm saying that as an English person, but it is what it is. Football has, must he's, be the he's, winner. Football must be the winner. <laughs> he's he's yeah in, in in the tournament where it feels like everyone's a loser. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, he has he has given so much to to world football. Very little to the tax man, but you know, <laughs> you do. Insane. We look past that. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I think it's got to be one of the legends. I think I saw a headline about it's actually the old men who are gonna shine in this tournament. So I think it's gonna be Portugal or Argentina. 
Portugal. Good luck with that Portugal. Yeah, team. yeah. So fun, I just man. shared in the teams in the chat, the Discord chat, um, some statistical analysis done by Oxford Economics. And if you look at the probability of winning the World Cup, they have Brazil slightly edging out Argentina. So Brazil's at fourteen point seven two percent. Argentina's at fourteen point three percent. But in third, they've got Netherlands at seven point eight four. Get where they're coming from with that one. Um, and Spain at seven, France at six, Belgium at six, Portugal at five point six. So Portugal's seventh. Then Denmark over Germany and Uruguay in at 10th. This is apparently based on forecasts. The Selecia to have... Uh, it's based on analyzing team rating data from elleratings.net, focusing on every first team international game since 2018. If this is some sort of league system in which you play 38 games against with each other, then that, those, those numbers mean a lot. Seven game at most tournaments. Crazy shit could happen. Mm. It's one on one knockout. Yeah. I put very yeah. little attention to these, to, 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 to these projections. That said, the fact that Brazil and Argentina are top, I agree with that. I understand where, where, where they're coming from, Netherlands, though. The yeah, Netherlands are very great. in France. But, you know, yeah, we, were, but, we were hitting on Belgium. They've got Belgium above Portugal. Yeah, well, okay. The, the, a lot of this is based on past results. Well, it's all based on it, past it, results. Yeah, it's yeah. all based on past results. The problem is Belgium aging out of relevance, unfortunately. <laughs> it's something that's hard for these numbers to, to, to account for. Yeah. Um, and they, it's also hard for them to account for the fact that Cristiano Ronaldo decides to do an interview with Piers Morgan. Um, so your prediction is what? Argentina and Portugal? Uh, no, that's Pops. That's Pops. I go with, yeah, I I lean towards Brazil, but their fullbacks is a problem. Um, I lean towards Brazil because they have the fun, the more fun attacking players, and I want mm. them to do well. But I think that, the logical choice... That'll be good to, be, to watch. Yeah, they'll definitely be good to watch. I think the logical choice to be favorite in Argentina. Um, but if mm. you want a dark horse, I will point towards Denmark. Mm. Denmark. Well, okay. yeah. Ne- Netherlands are good value, but um, yeah. All right. What are you thinking, Neil? Yeah, it's either... Argentina or Brazil. I, I I would like to see Argentina do it. Um, Brazil's going to be very fun to watch. My dark horse. I'm rooting for England, um, but I don't think they'll make it. They'll make. Yeah. I, no. 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 I'm just. I, I would just. I'd love. I'd love to see after yeah. the Euros. I, I was really pulling for England, um, but yeah, I, I just don't think they do it. Um, Especially based on the defending, the um, I guess I'll, I'll pick Argentina to win. Okay, furious agreement. Nice, nice. So um, I've thrown in the dark horses you guys have mentioned. I think we got Neil with England, Bing with Denmark. I'm throwing in Netherlands and Bina. Uruguay. The dark horse, Uruguay. Okay. So um, real, real like <laughs> so dark. It's it's it's. I don't Just know. You can mostly uneducated. I don't know if it's that hot. <laughs> Let me take. Go with. Uh, no thanks. Go with Canada. Canada. Go with Canada. <laughs> we still believe, thing. We still believe. Go with Canada. <laughs> Final round. We're going to go with Golden Boot. Because it almost Final depends round. on who has the better group stage as well of the teams that you think are going to progress. So he has the easier group of Brazil, Argentina, basically. Yeah. He can he can, he can win four nil in an early match, sort of thing. Yeah, I think I think based on that, I mean, we've got England. If Harry Kane, you know, he he never misses a penalty. But we're um, not going to go through the group stage, so that limits your scoring ability. They've gone all the way. <laughs> <laughs> we will but have when penalties we, we'll, whenever we need to have them. Like that, like so that I suppose gives extra goals. But yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll put we'll what? put nine past the USA and then lose to Iran. <laughs> Harry Kane's a reigning golden boot, isn't he? From the last World Cup. What, Harry Kane? Yeah, it was he was it was him, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's not a match good, out. Good value. You're That's not it. gonna throw you're not gonna put on any other strikers besides him. <laughs> uh Vinny Jr. I'm gonna go with. Take Messi. Yeah, that's a good call. I mean, surely, you know, if you think Portugal's going to win it, you've got to have uh, Ronaldo, CR7. But then there's just so many eggs in that basket. And there's a lot of money that we've put on these predictions. <laughs> Glory on this. There's a lot riding on this. Um, yeah, screw it. Go on, CR7. You know, yeah, this is it. I, I, I absolutely love that he has doused Man United in petrol and uh, lit, lit a match. Yeah, I mean, it's, he's done, it's been he's really done... enjoyable. 
we talk we talk about Lionel Messi like giving so much to world football, but arguably Cristiano Ronaldo has given more to world football <laughs> this year than He's Messi. Given all sorts of things to world football these days. <laughs> Little bit He's spicy. got the worst golden boot odds on uh, lineups.com. Really? So who's who told Son? Who's told Son to win? What's the ranking? I'm sorry, Mbappe's top. Then Messi. Neymar. Mm. Ooh, Mbappe is a shout. No I thought Mbappe wasn't fit. Mbappe's fit. Mbappe's fit. Oh, okay. He's, 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 he's definitely in. Uh, he's said stuff that made him sound very incredibly arrogant and selfish, but he's in. Oh, actually, the real shout here, uh, Karim yeah. Benzema. Yeah, actually, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, another another uh, another man like like your Luka Modric, who uh, just yeah. keeps getting better with age, you know? Mm, and gets it done. Just quietly gets it done. He's not bribing. Absolutely, not, um, blackmailing his teammates. I have so much time for Modric. Um, any dark horses well, for the golden boot? Dark horse for the golden boot? Yeah, Jonathan David of Canada. <laughs> I'm semi-serious about this one, though. Any more dark horse? I don't think so. I mean, it, it depends. If if you think this is going to be a low-scoring tournament, then yeah, I mean, you, we could absolutely see something insane. Who plays better in the hot weather? Um, so. good point. That's partly why I've gone for some of the South American players. Go for, yeah, go for <laughs> a thief of Qatar. Lay your money down. <laughs> I don't even know who the Saudi players are. <laughs> Mehdi Tarami of Iran. Right. Who's actually nice. Nice. All right. Well, let's leave it there. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today, listeners. <laughs> I said that the wrong way around. Anyway, <laughs> we will be doing this again. We will follow through until an emotional exit from either the USA or England, and some of us can no longer bear to talk about the World Cup anymore. Just like, um, the, <laughs> just like the Euros. But I think we'll, we'll do this again. We'll meet up for, maybe for a little uh, group stage review in a couple of weeks. Get ready for football, 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 nonstop football all the time. Three, five, however many games a day. Book your meeting rooms at work. Make sure you've got, you know, refresh your data so you can watch it on the bus. And yeah, come uh, come join us again in a couple of weeks. Take care. See you soon, guys. Thanks, folks. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Good care, luck guys. in the wars to come. Isn't it why that Italy is not in this tournament after just winning yeah. the Euros? There's always one, isn't there? There's always one team that it has been England, but it just, you know, baffles why they're not in the tournament. Yeah. It was the USA. Um, yes, I. <laughs> Excellent. So we were just having a conversation about whether West Ham or Leighton Orient is our closest team. Go of Leighton Orient. Oh, yeah. West Ham is just disappointment all around. There's a couple around there. It could be... Charlton, maybe? Yeah, Not and it sure. could be Millwall, because when you open the BBC weather app, you're in Millwall. Yeah. Don't, don't go with Millwall. Yeah. Don't go with Millwall. <laughs> <laughs>